I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 338. And welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I reposted a video on my personal social media account this week of a little boy taking a big bite of cocoa powder. Now, he obviously thought it was going to be a spoonful of delicious chocolate, but he was in for a rude awakening as it slowly dawned on him what he thought was going to be a joy-filled experience ended up being a chalky disappointment. Now, for many of us, we took a big bite of the year 2020 and the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic and public unrest and even personal tragedy and the like, that all of that has left us with a mouthful of missed expectations and a grimace in our spirits. My oldest is a senior in high school uh, this year. She's going to graduate in 2021, and every day has been a battle with the Holy Spirit within her on one front, calling her to choose joy versus her flesh wrestling with long-held expectations of what this year was going to look like that have really missed the mark. And don't forget that we have an enemy on the flesh side pulling, joining the team, wanting to join those ranks, and just waiting to draw us away from truth. And this is why I pulled episode 224 out of the vault this week as it uses for King and Country's song, Joy, to draw us into scripture as we declare to our enemy and to our flesh, we will choose joy. So to get us started, let's listen. title of the song on the album, it is Joy, lowercase, with a period. I love that creative twist. It says to me, there is no but. It's joy, period. And not like the super artificial, bold joy, just simply joy. However, I always want to add a but. (laughs) But how can you choose joy in in tragedy and in pain? How can there be joy in sorrow? Well, James tells us it comes in light of the perspective of the path. So as we head over to James chapter one, let's look at verses two through four. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Just reading this phrase, consider it pure joy, indicates that we have a choice. 
There is a consideration on our part that implies a choice, not merely a feeling. Of course, this scripture doesn't specifically say choose joy, but it is not a misinterpretation to say that that is definitely what it indicates. And so I use the Bible interaction tool exercise. I call these exercises bites. Um, I use the bite of doing a quick word study on the word for consider. It's a verb, so it's an action word. And the original Greek word is hegeomahi, and it means to lead the way to go before as chief. So if we're talking about an attitude like joy, it means to lead out with joy. Joy should be our first priority, our leading thought. If joy were a member of a tribe, he would be chief. Joy carries an important responsibility and is very important. Like a, like a powerful leader, joy is influential. So to consider it pure joy We lead out with joy. We allow it to hold great influence over us in our trials because we have perspective. And that perspective, based on the scripture we just read, is that the pain that we must endure won't be wasted. There are byproducts of trials when we lead out with joy. And the byproducts of our trials, these things that try our faith, it's in the word, they are trying times, by the way. The byproducts are endurance, perseverance, patience. That leads to a grown-up faith. But too many times we don't want to grow up. Uh, My kids just finished a production of Peter Pan, and I can just hear the song in my head, I won't grow up. And, And Peter says, not me. We want Peter Pan faith, the kind that refuses to grow up. Because for some reason, we give greater authority to sorrow and fear or blame and misery in our trials than we do joy. We lead with sorrow. We lead with fear, we lead with blame, we lead with misery, but the Bible is teaching us here to lead with joy. Let joy influence how we endure these trials. The trials that will come, by the way, whether we choose to lead with joy or not. So where do we find this joy? In God's presence. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16, David is singing a song of thanksgiving when the Ark of the Covenant is is returned to Jerusalem. And in his song, he declares, Splendor and majesty are before him. And he's speaking of God. Strength and joy are in his dwelling place. In Psalm 16, a, a Psalm of David, all about Jesus, he prophesies, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And in Psalm 28, a psalm we soaked in last week on episode 223, and the challenge that I gave you there, we read, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise him. It's all over scripture that joy is found in the very presence of God. But here's one last thought. If you've, if you've repented and you've believed on Christ as your Savior, the very presence of God lives within you. And the fruit of that Holy Spirit within us, the byproduct of his presence, is joy. Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and it goes on. So joy is found in the very presence of God. So if I want to feel it and experience it, know what it looks like, I need to stay in his presence. 
Scripture also teaches us that joy comes through following God's ways. In Psalm chapter 1, a psalm that may be regarded as the preface of all the other psalms, uh, we're taught that joy comes from following God's ways. It says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with the mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. Oh, the joys for those who delight in God's word. In Psalm 19, David reflects his delight in both nature and in God's word, things he spent much time considering. He writes, The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. And in Psalm 119, it's the longest psalm with, uh, there's a repetition of sentiment, but it's just so full of fresh connections. We read, Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. They do not compromise with evil and they walk only in his paths. So we stay connected to our father and remain in his presence when we stay in his word and walk in his ways. And both are proven in scripture to help us discover joy and to claim it for ourselves. But all of this is predicated on trusting in God and his word, as I discover not only in these scriptures that I've just gone over with you, but in a deeper dive into Romans chapter 15. In fact, that's where we're going to sit and soak for a few more minutes, and then I promise I'll tie a bow on all of it for you and send you out to follow up on all of these connections for yourself. But we've already discussed using the bite of a word study. But to round out the main area of study this week, we're going to use the Bites, the Bible Interaction Tool exercises of reading in context, writing out scripture, making some observations, writing scripture in our own words, and following the pattern of observe, reflect, and respond. All right, so first let's consider, and by the way, I always list out the bites that I use in every episode in the show notes. So this week would be michellekneezat.com forward slash 224, and I have the show notes, kind of take notes for you, and all of those bites are listed out in those show notes. You can always uh, find them there. Uh, but first, let's consider the context of Romans chapter 14 and 15. When you obviously don't have time to read it all right here for you, but when you read it for yourself and you consider the big overriding message, you see that Paul basically just wants all of the Romans to live in harmony together and glorify God together without worrying about their differences. It's all about relationships because they were getting into who was right and who was wrong, specifically what you can and can't eat or drink. But as a pattern, I mean, it could be translated into our lives, you know, into a difference in politics, a difference in fashion, even theological arguments in today's world. And those types of arguments lead to a break in relationship every time. So let's back up a little bit. Remember when we spoke about trials? Well, managing relationships can be one of the most trying things in our lives, right? So remember, we're wanting to lead with joy as we endure. But in verse 13 of chapter 15, I read this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
All right, at this point, I wrote this scripture out by hand in my notebook. This is a Bible interaction tool exercise that is more useful than you can imagine. As I consider the words, I mean, I write them down. Obviously, you write them slower than you could type them or read them. And you consider the words. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't take this verse out of context uh, because it really, I mean, while, you know, while uh, you could put this on an Instagram post or whatever, it's more meaningful in its context uh, because it's in the context of this relationship debacle that Paul is describing. It means so much more, right? That that you need God to fill you with all joy and peace when you're kind of arguing over here about this other topic. So in the midst of all of this potential dissension, Paul is praying that God will fill them with joy and peace because a life filled with joy and peace leads to unity and hope and away from the petty arguments. So as I focus in, excuse me, on this verse, I use the bite of observation. And when trying to make observations about scripture, it's always wise to lead with God. So what do I learn about God here and then lead into other observations? So here's my list. Uh, there are more. I, I know if you if you will please just spend some extra time in here, you will see more. But my example, first in context of both chapters and in light of this verse, I see that God cares more about our faith, our hope and our joy than about who is right. Um, and God has the ability to fill me with joy and peace. Now, I, I also wanted to say um, it's it's the argument that Paul is making when you when you really look at it, that there were some good and bad points on both sides. And so that's what I mean. I don't really mean that God doesn't care about what he believes is, um, you know, just toss out all the Ten Commandments as long as you have faith and joy and peace and happiness. That's not what I'm saying. I, but I am saying that um, I think we get our panties in a wad about a lot of issues that God's sitting here saying, I really, if you would just lead with joy, then that hope and that peace and all of that stuff, um, you know, basically just esteem other people higher than yourselves. You're going to be good. You're going to be good. Um, also, so that leads into my next observation. It has nothing to do with me or my effort. It's not my power that fills me with joy and hope. It's the Holy Spirit's power. And it's not just about me because the verse talks about overflowing with hope. Well, if I'm overflowing with something like hope, it's going to impact other people. So God doesn't just give us this joy and this peace so that we can feel joyful and peaceful. It's because he wants his hope to splash out on other people. And so then what do I have control over? I'm just being a vessel, right? Just trusting, believing, having faith in God, those are the choices that I have and just be really open to him. So, so, so far we've used the bites of reading in context because I read uh, chapters 14 and 15 of Romans. I wrote out that one verse of scripture by hand. I've made some observations, which by the way, I wrote out in my notebook under my handwritten scripture. So having a, a notebook or a journal or even just some paper that you can kind of process through this is helpful. And now I want you to write out the verse in your own words. And I'm not talking about adding to scripture. I'm not asking you to make it say something that it doesn't say. In fact, be careful not to do that. I'm talking about internalizing it and being able to put it into your own words. 
Yours will be different than mine because you will observe different things. Um, And I love that. I've done that with some friends before. And it would be fun to try that. Just try it with a friend and see what they say and see what you say. But here's mine. And it's got a lot of words. I mean, I just made like a, a very simple verse into a lot of words. But this is what I wrote. Trust in God. Persuade yourself to be open to him like a vessel that holds water. Only God wants to fill you with hope and joy. You see, because he does not merely possess joy and hope, it is his character. He is joy and hope. Your job is only to trust and be available to be filled. Empty out your desire to be right and trust God to fill you to overflowing by the power of his spirit, not your own power. Splash out on those around you that they may be refreshed and revived by God's joy and hope. So now when you try it, you're probably going to use fewer words than I did, of course. But if you, um, I want you to try it on your own. And then you could come back and listen if you want to. I, I'm right around minute, I don't know, I've got to add in the music. So right around minute 15 or thereafter. Uh, if you consider the bite of observe, reflect, and respond. So this is our final bite. You realize that you've already re- observed and you've already reflected. Okay, so the reflection came in by using the bite of writing out scripture in your own words. And so now it's time to respond. So this moves us from a what does it say to a what does it mean to now a what am I supposed to do about what I've learned here? And uh, taking into account all that we've learned here today, here is my response. Okay, mine's a prayer. Your response may be an action list. God may be calling you to repentance or restoration with another. Uh, don't delay in your obedience. Whatever whatever your response is, it's an action. But mine's a prayer, um, an action of my heart. God, help me lead out with joy. But first, may I be an open vessel for you to fill me with joy by delighting in your ways and clinging to your presence within me. I want to splash on others the joy you fill me with to overflowing. So I think you can see that that's just kind of a bow on everything we've talked about today. Just the leading out with joy, the understanding that um, I have to empty myself out and be an open vessel uh, and focus less on being right and more on being a vessel of God's uh, presence and his joy and his hope and that it's not just about me. All right, so what's next for you? Well, read Romans chapter 14 and 15. And I want you to contemplate the big relationship picture you see there. Don't get bogged down into the, um, what does it teach me about what I can and can't eat? Um, think about the, the the big picture relationship kind of discussion happening there. Then I want you to write out Romans chapter 15, verse 13. That's the verse we've been going over Um, in these exercises. Write it out in your own hand. Make some observations. Reflect on what you've learned and then incorporate that into writing that verse out in your own words. And then I want you to respond to what God's teaching you through in your study, either through prayer or repentance or action. And um, another thing that you could do is I've listed out when we talked about God's presence and we talked about following in God's ways. There were several verses that I listed out that are going to be in the show notes as well. So you could follow that same process, right, where you would read those verses in context. You would write out those key verses in your in your own hand. You would make some observations and then reflect on what you've learned and incorporate that into writing the verse in your own 
words and then respond to what God's teaching you. So you can see the pattern there. Um, you could do exactly what we did on the podcast or use one of those other verses as a launching pad to do the same thing. And then as you encounter trials this week, lead out with joy. Okay, great. I hope you enjoyed that uh, episode that I pulled out of the vault. And while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellenizat.com. Hop on Twitter at michellenizat or Instagram at michellenizat. Uh, michelle L. Nizat is my public page on Facebook. And let's talk about what you're learning. Now, if you haven't joined the 30-Day Music Challenge yet, I highly recommend it. This challenge is merely to listen exclusively to Christian music for 30 days. Now, you're never too late to jump in. I walk you all along the way. Uh, just submit your name and email address at michellekneesat.com forward slash 30 day challenge and you're in. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank any new subscribers who have subscribed recently, like Aaron from Alaska, Heidi from Michigan, Janet from Florida, and Mayela from Pennsylvania. Uh, welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website benefit from a one page resource of my top five bites that I've used on the podcast. It's a great place to start. Subscribers will also benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you will get a weekly memory verse resource. You'll get a recap of the week's episode, like the show notes. And you get instant access to any of the extra resources I create from time to time for some of my episodes. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Well, this really encourages me, but it also helps helps me stay visible to new listeners. So as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Now, of course, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michellekneesat.com through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using My Weapon by Natalie Grant, as I promised last week. But I promise we're going to get over to it this next week. And we're going to use that song to lead us to scripture. So if you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 338. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.